All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by Patina Hair Studio, <laughs> located right out there in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Maybe they can uh, cut your hiccups away. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I developed a case of the hiccups over the break. So. <laughs> Look, man, get out to Patina Hair Studio for all your cut, color, extensions, manicure, pedicure needs, and get a full body <laughs> massage while you were in the, uh, in the chair there in the shampoo station. And just enjoy the atmosphere. Grab you some great Mr. Mr. Smith or Mr. Smith, uh, what is it called? Mr. Mr. Smith products. And uh, check them out. You schedule your appointment online at patinahairstudio.com. Or they do take walk-ins mm-hmm. <laughs> between hiccups. <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. This is like the worst thing that happens in radio is all of a sudden like, here are the hiccups. I can't get rid of them. <laughs> I see here on their uh, Facebook photo, they, uh, they're even doing perms on young kids. So if it's, if it's perm season, bring them back in the perms. Check them out, patinahairstudio.com or patinahairstudio on Facebook. Tress. Yes. Boo. <laughs> yeah, the worst thing about hiccups is like you can't keep them quiet, even when your mouth is shut and you're covering it. <laughs> um, what, uh, Jackson Water. I'm I'm muting you for a second. Please do. Uh, actually, I'll tell you what. Let's take a call real quick before we get into Jackson Water. We hung up on Derek earlier. Hey, Derek. Hey, hey, Derek. Hi, Terez. Good morning. What you been drinking to give you the hiccups? Just that Dr. Pepper. Isn't that sad? <laughs> it is. Hey, I just wanted to make a, a comment real quick on the, um, on the uh, you know. Anthony Fox. Detective Fox. Yeah. I can only, re- it, it only reminds me of that book, Lamb to the Slaughter. Mm. Um, where remember when if you have you ever read the uh, short story about I think Robert Frost wrote that or was it no Roald Dahl wasn't it maybe so but I'm I don't remember what what the story is I'm sorry <laughs> well it, it, it's when um, you know the it, the story never implies exactly what the police officer told his wife but whatever he told her she picks up a rack of lamb and whacks him over the head and then leaves and comes back and. She uh, hides the evidence in the um, kitchen, mm-hmm. and when the police came to search for it, you know, they looked high and low, and you know, and so they, they she, she told them, you know, they told her that they were hungry, and she fed them the actual evidence, the the, the rack of lamb, and they were sitting there saying, "I, I bet the evidence is right up under our nose," <laughs> while shaking the pieces of lamb, and she was in the corner basically smirking. Right. But the reason why I say that the term "lamb to the slaughter," I believe this is what. Um, Detective Fox was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think throughout all this, it was very much a, a directed attack. And it was one that he couldn't avoid. I mean, he, he's he got to do his job. And the minute he did something that they could latch on to, whoever they, I'm sorry, whoever they is. Um, yeah, and, they, it's, they and got it's like it. the evidence to exonerate him is right up under the nose. I mean, it's like right on the line. It's so unbelievably obvious you know what i mean yeah and it, it helps me believe that somebody's getting some payola somewhere i think there are a lot of questions about what's going on in the background here besides my hiccups well there's a, <laughs> there, there's a there's a lot of a lot of people are related to each other behind the scenes here I mean, there's some funky funky stuff going on that at, at minimum uh conflict of interest well who was the judge in that case adrian wooten, wooten. okay didn't Adrian Wooten in 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 that judge retiring? Do what now? Is it that the judge is retiring or no, is it the t- other one? That, no. that's re- 
No, it's not her. She's going to be running again. And as a matter of fact, right after this trial, she uh, went and had a a campaign party in the same neighborhood where it happened. Um, so, and I believe Dennis Sweet threw it for her, if I understand right. Well, yeah, okay. We know what's going on with that. Well, I got a, I got a quote for the day. Are y'all ready for it? Yes. Clay, do you mind, brother? No, go ahead. It's easier to deceive people than to convince them that they're already deceived. Oh, yeah. oh you're right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's the quote for the day. It's easier to deceive people than it is to convince them that they're already deceived. Y'all have a great day. You, you too, too, brother. Appreciate it. All right. I'm gonna, uh, I want to jump into this Jackson water thing for just a second. Great call. <laughs> I cut her mic off. <laughs> <laughs> Hiccup. Uh, I, I want to read some of this Jackson Waters. I'm picking at Tress over here. You can, you're allowed to have the hiccups on this show. <laughs> you're, you're a valuable asset. We'll overlook it. Hiccups or not. So Judge Wingate rejects Lumumba's meddling. And we just keep telling you, in case you guys don't have the time to go read all this stuff like we do, I don't even know that I have the time. I just make it. And you have to celebrate your victories. I got you. I, I have. I got to know that you guys know what's going on in Jackson and why we ride this so hard. Have we been talking about Jackson as much lately? No, it gets exhausting. But when we get victories like this, we're gonna we're gonna turn the ship away from the Alphabet Mafia and all that's the NWO and all that, and we're gonna turn it back to Jackson every now and then. Uh, this is on Kingfish's website, jacksonjambalaya.com. Uh, Judge Wingate rejects Lumumba's meddling. Hennepin says over seven thousand accounts are uh, straight piped in. That means they ain't paying for the water bill. Uh, the Pearl Call Center is under fire from Rakia Lumumba. Why she has anything to do with that, I have no idea. Nobody cares what she thinks. Uh, the Colonial uh, Country Club leak reportedly cost $2.5 million, and the city wants to advise Hennepin on picking contractors, and that's where the judge steps in. Mayor Chakwe Lumumba's attempt to stick his nose into the management of Jackson's water system ended in failure in a federal courtroom after U.S. District Judge Henry Wingate rejected the request to force water manager Ted Hennepin to be more transparent while questioning his own transparency on the water system. Undeterred, his honor, that would be uh, Chakwe, wanted to help pick contractors and, and to have access to all the communications between the water manager and Judge Wingate. To it all, Judge Wingate had one answer, no. Why does Chakwe want to pick the contractors? Because he allegedly... Gonna get his cut. Mm. I can't see no other reason. It it is again. We're talking about something that's very very questionable. And uh, you know, as a public official, you want to avoid all appearances of evil. You know, be on the up and up. Be transparent. Answer Plausible public records requests. Right. Plausible deniability. Like if I can put a couple layers between me and this thing, I'm gonna put a couple layers between. It. I can, you know, it's just like him fighting over the garbage contract. You made up a great point off the mm-hmm. air. I hope you don't mind me bringing it to the Go air. Ahead. So you know, Jody Owens being so adamant, so so aggressive in defending how wrong he is. Mm-hmm. It reminds me, or said it reminded you of Chalkway and the garbage contract. Right. It's like when you've got your teeth set in and. No matter what is brought up to show, like, maybe this isn't a good idea anymore, and you hold on to it, I always question that. Why? Yep. Especially when it's something like, Jody doesn't believe in this. You know, Chuckway had some reason that he wanted to make sure it was this particular garbage c- contractor. Why? <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, it's, you know, 
to this point about Chalkway trying to have some say-so over the contractors, it really is beginning to appear to me that the city of Jackson ain't going to be able to touch any of that money from the federal government for this water. Mm-hmm. And that's why this guy's in place, and the federal judge just, just told Chalkway, no. Right. And I love that. The, if you're a, a resident of Jackson, Mississippi, whether you are the biggest Chalkway supporter in the world or not, you should be dancing in the streets right now that these fools in Jackson ain't got no say-so on how this water's going to get fixed. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good news day for everybody in Jackson. Right. If I'm a business owner in Jackson, I'm even more happy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, praise Jesus. Right. This fool ain't got to, ain't, the village idiot ain't got no say-so over my water anymore. Right. Well, and I would even say to those of you that are, are voters, and I'm not going to apply this to a particular elected official. You can apply it where you feel like it's needed. But, you know, some voters are the same way with their their political candidate or their party. As soon as you see it's going down the drain... A lot of people are more likely to just be like, hold up. No, this isn't happening. He's not wrong. You know, whatever. Guys, like people, humans are humans. And therefore, it doesn't matter what kind of esteem you hold a certain politician in. When they start messing everything up, it's okay to cut bait. It's okay to be like, you know what? I mean, he's good at some things. He, he's not good at this, you know? Yep. And uh, like I said, these are the victories, you know, these are two big victories on this show today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would have covered either one of these stories for just about the whole show either way. Sure. So to get to get to where we can see the light at the end of the tunnel with with Anthony Fox and for the evidence to finally come to light for the AG's office to come up and do what they did, it's unprecedented. Yeah, absolutely. For the AG's office to rule against the DA. Right. Unprecedented, especially on an evidentiary mm-hmm. type stuff and the fact that it shouldn't even have been brought to trial to begin with. Right. And then for uh, Lumumba to be told, you ain't getting, you ain't, you ain't putting your fingers on this money. You, you're not, you're not going to get a penny of this. The Hennepin's going to be deciding who the contractors are. Mm-hmm. I don't, look, I don't care if every contractor's black. I, none of that matters to me. No, huh? I, it's ain't about a minority contractor thing. This is about Lumumba not being able to steer the ship. Well, and I think the thing is, it almost feels like in some cases right now, you know, we've allowed these elected officials. To run amok. And at some point, it's almost like when you, your kids, you're letting them run and you hope they right themselves. And finally, when they don't, you have to step in and be like, all right, discipline time. You know, um, I just feel like, you know, I think there are powers that be that are, are fed up and that maybe, you know, kind of saying we're done with this nonsense. Again, I was told that the adults were coming back into the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the White House, and we'll bring that to a local level. It, it, it feels like the adults are finally starting to step back in the room. It started with the Capitol Police. Yeah. It's continuing with the water administrator and with what appears the AG's office stepping in and looking at the DA. Mm-hmm. You know, my next question is uh, Shad White, where are you at, brother? Yeah. Where are you at? I want to, you know, I think it's time, you know, but the adults are coming back. The corruption got out of hand, and uh, it may be a year, maybe two years, but I believe that the ship is going to start getting righted, because it has to. Well, I think at this point, though, it may take decades to completely right. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least if you get it pointed back in the right direction. Mm-hmm. It's going the wrong way. Oh, yeah. It's going the wrong way. Too many people got their hands in the pots, and uh, so we'll see how it shakes out. All right, let's take a break, come back, land the plane for the day with Therese April here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. This is the Clay Edwards Show.
All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show about... Uh, we kind of set it up. Let's talk about the sex trafficking stuff. Now, there's a movie out right now that's uh, supposed to be really good. It shines a light on a lot of this uh, child sex trafficking stuff. And we, we agree 100% that uh, if you were if you were partaking or anybody that's partaking in the evil of trafficking children... Uh, Burn you at the stake. Right? Know, I, mean, I mean, I think we're all like, yeah, know, that's... yeah. We can is. skip the trial. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? That's absolutely... Uh, I mean, just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So, uh, But it is interesting seeing the, the, the left-wing media come out and try to accuse this movie of being a QAnon affiliate and just all these things to disparage it. Like, so are you are you pro child sex trafficking? I'm trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Why would you disparage a movie that is is just saying, hey, we got a problem here? Yeah, I mean, um, do you think it goes into what we were talking about at the break and what we talked about last night many times in the past that that we're just kind of losing what the definition of what human trafficking is, or that's become a it's become like a blanket thing for, like we said before, yeah. like for hooking and for whatever. All right, so let's let's, just, let's have two let's, let's, let's two different things here because I want to make sure I don't want people. Maybe to, the left's taken up for real hookers. Yeah, like that's what I, I mean. That's what yeah, it is. I this, don't know. this this particular movie is legitimately about child children sex trafficking. Okay, child, yeah. and, and the stuff that we're all against. Right. It's something we're all against. Yeah. So that's why I just have a hard time understanding why the media is trying to. Uh, shame this movie, tell people not to go see it because it's QAnon affiliate. I mean, I didn't know not wanting kids to get trafficked was a QAnon thing. I'm not a QAnon guy. I think QAnon was a bunch of crackpots. Yeah. I thought <laughs> Trump was Q, Q was Trump, all, all, all that stuff. Didn't I mean, a, did you watch the documentary on, I on did. HBO? It, it was really good. Really yeah. well done. Um, you know, I, I was never into the QAnon thing personally. I don't like riddles and quizzes. And, did that guy make any money off of that? I bet he did. Uh, the QAnon guy? Yeah, the QAnon guy. You know, he, he lives out in the woods somewhere in Bangladesh or something now doing AMSR videos. And does, I mean, he made, but he had to make some money, I would think, right? Yeah, this is a pretty good, I mean, because you know you get like a click this link and donate to me, Q. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm sure people had sure, to. Sure, sure. I, I would have. Uh, me too. I mean, if I'm going to convince all these people of this conspiracy, I'm going to make yeah, some cash I'm going to make some that. money on yeah, this, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you, if he didn't, he's an idiot. He's way too smart to put all that together to have not figured out a way to monetize it. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, right, we're all going to try to make some money. And I think yeah. that he must have made some made some money because he convinced a lot of people about this and really got them into it. Like in that documentary, there was mm-hmm. – and there was interesting into the types the, of Into pe- the Storm. Yeah, the Into the, the Storm. Into the Storm. It's, on, the, it's on HBO uh, Max or whatever they call their mm-hmm. streaming platform. And interesting types of people, too. It wasn't just like everybody thinks it's all far-right people. There were, like, couples they were interviewing, like, we voted for Obama twice, and, yeah. you know, they got into it. I mean, it was, you know, just interesting kind of different types of people that were it's, into it. I don't mean this as an insult. I want to make sure I say that. But there's a lot of people who really like quizzes and stuff like that, and like escape rooms mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And the way they would do these riddles and this, that, and the other. Yeah. A lot of people found that wildly interesting. I just think some people got way sucked into it. I think it's why, the same reason why people are so into conspiracy theories. Like, they love that stuff. They just – everything ends up being – and this is not a – just the right thing. This is a left thing too. Like they, they just love yeah. consp- conspiracy. Just we call love that, it. We call that blue and on. Blue and on. Okay, That's right. Blue and on. I mean, they just love. Like people just generally, I've always found that love. Let I me mean, goes back to anything like uh, the movie you like Oliver Stone, like I do. Like the movie JFK. Like people mm-hmm. love the JFK conspiracy. Just obsessed with it, you know. And and I think there's just so many things like that. Now our society has become just a conspiracy-driven society on every side where everybody's like, oh, it was a conspiracy. You know, that's... You know, it is interesting with RFK running, seeing how much they're openly talking about his his dad's assassination mm-hmm. and about his uncle's assassination 
and way more people are coming out in weird places talking about it was in fact the CIA that that, that killed him. It's a very interesting stuff that how open this is being discussed by mainstream outlets and stuff now. Yeah, I mean that you're right. That actually, I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit this. I fall for the uh, JFK. I love the JFK conspiracy stuff. Like sure. I'm so into it. I always have been since I was a kid. And the um, Jim Garrison, the the main central Kevin Costner's character in the movie, mm-hmm. wrote a book called On the Trail of the Assassins. Now he was generally discredited, right? They said Garrison was you know crazy and all this stuff, but a lot of the stuff you know, that's in there is, is very fascinating. And and that's the his whole kind of central theme is that the CIA was involved in this, and they're the only ones that could have actually pulled it off. Which is pretty interesting when you look at things like the the magic bullet theory. Like, how did that that shot go off that they said this is what killed Kennedy? And like, you're like, no way could a bullet have done that, or why they didn't shoot him coming in towards the book depository and waited till there was a triangulation of fire. I mean, there's so many things to it that are just yeah, fascinating. We'll, we'll have to we do could a, do a JFK conspiracy we, show. We could do a conspiracy show. So let, let's jump backwards yeah. here a little bit back to the uh, the child the sex trafficking stuff. Okay, we we agree that child sex traffickers put a bullet in the head. Move on. But generally speaking, this whole catch-all now, this yeah. wide net they're throwing out for what they're calling sex trafficking or human trafficking or this, that, and the other, or people leaving strings on door handles in the Walmart parking lots means you're about to get trafficked. Yeah. I have confirmed with, with law enforcement that this is not uh, a thing. These are internet conspiracies. I have, too, with my prosecutors all over the state. Yeah. They're like, what, what is going on here with yeah, this? Yeah, it's know? just crazy stuff. But here's the thing. There's a lot of people who are just straight-up prostitutes. Yep. Who who got who got who got banged up on dope, and are out there selling themselves, mm-hmm. and they're calling this human trafficking. Yep. Like, no, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I don't know. I've never called a prostitute, but I'm guessing when you find their back page ad or whatever they use now, back page, Facebook, uh, Reddit. Somebody told Reddit. me it was Reddit. I think law enforcement said Reddit. They Reddit. Pretty popular. You know, whatever you're using. Apparently, uh, there's a lot of this going on on Instagram too. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, and whatnot. Uh, so there's some like uh, PizzaGate type hashtags. Mm-hmm for uh, sex trafficking or whatever. But overwhelming majority of this is people who have made some bad decisions in life. Yeah. And we're trying to wrap our arms around everybody now. You know, I think the left does it with, with addicts. You know, anybody mm-hmm. that has a drug problem, they try to wrap their arms around, like, oh, it's a mental illness, da 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 And the right is now doing it with sex trafficking. Oh, no, 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 you're not a prostitute. You've been trafficked. You would have never done this if, it, if you hadn't been nudged into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's well, my thoughts I, I on it. I think that's what we – no, I agree with you 100%, Clay. Like – and. Taking the children out of what I'm going to say, because obviously we should just tear those people up and this, people that are doing that. But um, it just kind of goes into the central theme of we, we've we never been successful throughout human history legislating against things that people want. And what I mean by that Morality. is mora- like, like, the, uh, like when, during Prohibition. I mean, it just got worse, right? The war on drugs is a war that we lost. I don't know what they call it, the war on drugs. We lost that a long time ago. It's not, it's not the war. It's a, you know, it's, I don't know what it is. It's, what it's, it's, a, it? it's a drug enforcement industrial <laughs> complex. Yep, exactly. We lost that war. And um, prostitution is something that people want. Adult problem. I'm not talking about kids, obviously. Sure. You're not going to stop that. You're, you're not going to stop. Gambling is another thing. I mean, these are things that people, vices people, are going to go fine. This is not like, you know, uh, let's stop. Or liquor store robberies or something like that. It's not that kind of auto thefts. Let's crack down on house burglaries. Like we're talking about like things people want. They want prostitution to gambling, liquor, drugs. I mean, these are things that we've just never been successful at stopping those things. Yeah. Look, and, and you and I both have friends that go and they, they're, they're kind of a, um, missionaries do kind of like, you know, domestic missionary work where they go and they try to rescue people out of prostitution and all that stuff. And, and it's great work. It, it is. I, I'm not, it, it sounds weird. It sounds like I'm knocking this stuff. Yeah, we're, I'm yeah, not. We're not. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, 
let's be more honest about what it really is. Correct. Like what the difference between child trafficking and, and like I said earlier before the break, Sal, Sally on the corner, High Street, hooking. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, because she was a drug addict or whatever. And, you know, that could have been a result of her being trafficked. I don't know what the thing was, but I mean, there's adult people out there that, like, you said, like, call their cell phones and, like, they come over and they, I think yeah. they rent rooms at local hotels and you meet up there. I mean, it's all I mean, these things. Drive down Highway 80 and see what's walking around down there. Oh, man, like the old Terry Moore. I don't know if that's still there. Yeah, by the hour, the Mustang Motel. I mean, and... they used to just, yeah, they were like, that was constant. So let's, uh, let's take a call real quick before we go to the break. Hey, sorry for leaving you on hold. You're on there. You good? You good? I was just remembering, jumped on about 80 Highway over back in the day. <laughs> when they used to be all up and down there, there was a fly house we used to have to go to over there. And I, if I had some drug, I always mess with them. I'd pull up there and, hey, he's needing a date. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're, 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 you're just joking, but you're going to get arrested for soliciting. Yeah, yeah. That's... Well, I'd tell them we was looking for direction, but they was we was over on one day talking about that. And there was a good-looking woman up there, and I said, "I told dude, I said, man, that's a cop." And showing up that night on the news, they was down there busting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> y'all talking about conspiracy? Have y'all know about PizzaGate? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, with the, the I forgot the name, that dude's name from Co- uh, Lincoln Co- Park Cosmos Pizza. I think it's the what one it's in called. DC. Yeah, yeah. You, but, you know, the, the lead singer from Lincoln Park. You know, he said he killed himself. Actually, he had went over to Epstein Island. And he didn't agree with that. And then it come back on Cornell. If you go, they had some stuff on YouTube. It's real interesting. Make you think that because that wasn't suicide. That's interesting. I, I never heard about Chester Bennington uh, being involved they in had, any of they that. They got invited over to Estate because everybody was going. And when they went over there, Comet they saw what Comet. was going on with the young children and blow the gasket and was going to come out and report like the girl from, I forgot her name. She moved the one out in California was fixing to reveal stuff that got killed and they showed her you know she had the car wreck i forgot her name but you, they showed the helicopter and she come up off the gurney the, uh, oh yeah 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 oh. I, I, that was a few weeks a uh, couple last year i remember that yeah. last yeah. year she was fixing to come on and tell that was some a, child stuff that was going on it was an actress yeah that's right right i forgot her name she was in that movie with henry uh, where they got trapped on the island i went blank my but they go if you can find and read on Anne that Hague. stuff it will Anne blow Hague. your mind that was it and yeah hey yes yeah. yes that's, that's it that's it because you know and they showed a, a video of her she's supposed to be dead and she comes up off the gurney trying to run that's right that's right man. and that was that because they had the helicopter flying above because right. it was, it was a celebrity's was house yeah 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 and mm-hmm. she was fixing to kill on some of the child stuff that was going on so yeah. yes there's something there's there's something out there because that's they do that in other countries yeah. hey chris i gotta right. take my break brother man right, i appreciate, man, I appreciate you. it uh-huh. gentlemen y'all have a good one you too yeah, bye we'll be right back with sean york Quran on the clay edwards show i hope you enjoy so did you guys see where msnbc came out the other day i i, I wanted to talk to sean about this the other day but we got so busy, we just ran out of time. Did you see where MSNBC comes out and says that being fit is right-wing propaganda? I mean, it's it's just being right-wing. You're you're a you're a MAGA Trump supporter if you want to be in shape. You're a far-right nut job. You're a racist. Healthy living's racisms. You can't you can't be healthy. That's not equality. That's not diversity. Hell, I would say that healthy people are, <laughs> since they love to put everybody in groups now, everybody's got to have a title. I would say that people who are healthy are the, are the most minority of the minority of the minority. They're, they're more minority than, than trans nut jobs. 
They should have their own letter in the alphabet. I guess they could. We could LGBTQ elemental PH for healthy or F. Is anybody using F for fit? Yeah, I, I, I would think that these, these far left nut jobs would appreciate、uh, a minority group. I thought they were all inclusive. Let's see here. I, I'm so tired of stupid people. MSNBC right wing fitness. Here we go. Oh, man.、Uh, let's see here. Which article do we want to see? I will just go to Outkicks. They, they write it like I would. So, did I give out the Guns and Gear text line? 769 241 1944. This is on、uh, Outkick.com. Oh, no. Actually, here is the MSNBC article. Even better. Even better. And I'll share this in the Facebook group if I haven't already. So if you want to go read this MSNBC nonsense. All right. And what they don't like about it is say I was in the gym and I saw some young guys there. You know, I'm all, I'm all buff and stuff, and they may look up to me and say, Mr. Clay Edwards Show, how'd you get so big? Testosterone, of course. <laughs> Hard work. <laughs> anyway. Like, man, I want to be like you when I grow up. Well, you got to vote for Trump if you're going to be like me. That's how they think that conversation is going to go. But anyway, it says it appears the far right has taken advantage of the pandemic at home fitness trends to expand its decade plus radicalization of physical mixed martial arts and combat sports spaces. Earlier this month, researchers reported that a network of online fascist fitness chat groups. On the encrypted platform Telegram, are recruiting and radicalizing young men with neo Nazi and white supremacism's extremist ideologies, initially lured with health tips and strategies for positive physical change. New recruits are later invited to closed chat groups where the far right content is shared. That may be the dumbest paragraph I've ever read, and that is saying something. You know, somebody's calling my phone right now. Come on, guys. At this point, you know I'm on the radio. Don't call my phone. And if I wasn't on the radio, don't call me before 10 o'clock. Maybe I was asleep. Anyway, says physical fitness has always been central to the far right. In Mein Kampf, Hitler fixated on boxing and jujitsu, believing they could help him create an army of millions whose aggressive spirit and impeccably Trained bodies combined with fanatical love of the fatherland would do more for the German nation than any mediocre tactical weapons training. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you, do you not want your military in great shape? I mean, say what you want, say what you will about Hitler. But I, I didn't think wanting your military to be fit was a far right, was a far right thing. I would think every country requires some level of physical fitness for their military.、Oh, this, these people's vote counts more than yours. They're Democrats, so you know it's two to one. When you vote Democrat, it counts twice, allegedly. Let's see here. 
In more modern times, far-right groups have launched mixed martial arts and boxing gyms in Ukraine, Canada, and France, among other places focused on training far-right nationalists in violent hand-to-hand combat and street fighting techniques. It's caught the attention of intelligence authorities, especially in Europe, where various reports have noted the role of combat sports and MMA in radicalizing and promoting far-right violence, a series of collaborative efforts between government National sports associations and local gyms in places such as Germany, Poland, and the UK have introduced intervention and prevention groups. What are they going to do? You can't train no more? You can't train no more? Go hug each other? We're going to do some diversity training today instead of grappling. Oh, my God. The U.S. is comparatively far behind, which will only become more and more, here's their word they love to use, more problematic especially since the phenomenon is growing in the country, building on the established fight club culture of MMA far-right extremists. Boy, Dana White pissed in their Cheerios, didn't he? That th- This whole article had to be a way, I haven't even got to the end of it, it has to be a way to besmudge the great reputation of Dana White because Donald Trump suddenly has been showing up at UFC fights and not getting booed by the arena full of people. Oh, they're not booing Donald Trump. They must be far-right Nazi fascist. Oh, man. Look, I, I'm not going to... This thing's pretty long. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I want to get you guys' opinions on it. And I've got some takes on it, too, because, you know, I know plenty of black dudes in phenomenal shape that I know for a fact are Democrats. I know for a fact. They work out every day. Are they far-right extremists? Are they fascist Nazis? Oh, man. We'll be right back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by uh, what I talked about a few minutes ago, the Keith Killebrew Memorial Rodeo going on down at the Coliseum Friday, Saturday night, July 28th, 29th. It is going to be a shindig. Going to be a great time down there. Uh, It's supposed to be one of the biggest rodeos biggest single weekend rodeos in the united states this year uh professional bull riders cowboys cowgirls everybody man i'm telling you it's going to be a good time and you can go get your tickets today at killabrewrodeo.com or ardenland.net friday night mississippi's very own chapel heart is going to be playing i know a lot of y'all love them and then saturday night country up and coming country music superstar drake milligan We'll be there. Go both nights. Go one night. Whatever, just go. It's for a great cause, man. The Killer Brew Ag Foundation. Um, they're helping to develop young farmers, get people into farming. And hey, we need more of that. That's something as an agricultural state like Mississippi, we can all get behind or should get behind. Even an old city boy like me, you know, I can, I can, I know, I understand how important our farmers are, and you should too. Otherwise, there's going to be a bunch of people like Bill Gates out there doing it. And deciding, you know what, we're gonna cut the we're gonna cut the supply off today. We're gonna cut it off. We ain't gonna grow nothing today. Anyway, get down there, enjoy a good rodeo, and know that it's going to a good cause and in the memory of a great man, Keith Killebrew. Alright, I'm gonna give away some tickets to it later, sometime in the show today. Let's uh let's read a couple texts and I wanna get to some other stuff here. I w- I wanna talk about the fitness stuff. I want y'all to want to talk about the far-right fitness stuff. 
Let's see here. Brad text in. It's a meme here. It says, you can't truly call yourself peaceful unless you're capable of great violence. If you're not capable of violence, you're not peaceful. You're harmless. Important distinction. You know, when I was thinking about something, kind of to that point, it's the same reason they want to disarm us. It's the same exact reason they want to disarm us. They want you to not be able to fight. They want you to not be able to defend yourself. You know, if, if, if you're just a weak soy boy punk, they have full control over you. They can't stand when you're dripping testosterone. They, they, they can't stand it. They want to be able to control you. They can't control me. That's why I get on here every day and do what I do. I don't fear them fools. You shouldn't either. You know, go uh, go learn go learn how to roll, man. Check out my friends over at Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing, Madison, or Pearl location. Get a week free over there. Go find out if it's for you. They say it's the best exercise you can possibly do. I love, I'm loving to get love to get over there sometime here soon. But le- learn how to fight. I, mean, you know, I say learn how to fight. Learn how to defend yourself. Maybe that's the better way to say it. Learn how to defend yourself, man. Get one of the, one of these fools come up talking noise. Get them in that rear naked choke. The figure four, Boston crab, something. You know, but just learn how to. Obviously, learn how to shoot. But you know, every situation don't call for that. Allison texts in on the Guns and Gear text line. She goes, "Being fit makes makes a right wing extremist." She goes, "They said it never ends." That's our friend Allison Noe, who has her show here on the show on the radio station on Tuesdays, nine to uh, I'm sorry, on Mondays, on Mondays, nine to ten o'clock. The whole story health hour with Allison Noe. Y'all be sure to check that out. She's one of us. She's one of us. Let's see here on the Guns and Gear text line. You know what? Like, think about like all the guy, all the three hundred guys, the guys from was it Leonidas and them from three hundred. I mean, just think about all the physically fit people over the years that this country wouldn't even exist, which they would love for this country not to have ever existed. Like they're frankly, they're a bit upset that we won those world wars. They really are. They're a bit upset we won those world wars. They they hate this country. I'm just I am blown away. So I'm curious. I, I I just can't let this go. Dude, what about all the black football players in the SWAC, right, and the SEC, and the NFL? What about the NBA, the black NBA players, boxers? They do know that black people fight MMA too, right? I mean, are they aware of that? Like they're they're black MMA fighters, some of the best ever. Some of the best to ever do it are black guys. I don't know their politics. But I'm guessing they ain't all MAGA MAGA supporters. Deontay Wilder, one of the one of the best heavyweights of a generation, till he ran into Tyson Fury a couple times anyway, from from uh I think Mobile or Birmingham, Alabama. One of the baddest dudes on this planet. Pretty sure. Pretty sure not a Trump supporter. So is, is he a far right extremist? I mean, 
I know we got black guys that listen to this show in great shape. I follow some of them on Facebook. They ain't far right. Our buddy Ryan that calls in. He's in great shape. I, I don't think he's a, a far right extremist. I think he's, you know, he's a guy probably more in the middle, but, you know, I just find it very comical that they, I mean, they're just throwing Hail Marys here. They are throwing Hail Marys here. Here's a, here's a text. It says, uh, they're from the Guns of Gear text line. It says, they are talking about culture around the sports, not the actual athlete themselves. No, they're talking about the athletes and the culture. They don't want you to be in, they don't want you to be in shape so they can control you. It's the blue anon. If we're queuing on, they're blueing on. Let's take a call from Derek. Hey, Derek. You're hey, my there. brother. How you doing? No, this this whole everybody's a winner. You're shaming people because you're in shape and they're not mentality, man. That's all that is. That's the most. You know, they're 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 straws reaching reaching for straws at this point when they say ridiculous stuff that you know the gym culture is the, is the, is the, you know is toxic or whatever. You know, they're they're just they're just they're they're they're, they're straws reaching for straws at this. Point. It, you know, it, it's a continued attack on masculinity. I'm glad you, exactly. you, you when you said gym culture, it, it, it hit the nail on the head. It is a continued attack on toxic masculinity. Don't work out. Don't get in shape. Don't learn how to defend yourself, maggot. You know, again, I, I was telling somebody the other day, Clay, if we really do go to war with Russia or China, um, you know, Gog and, Gog and Magog, Michigan D-Dan, you know, if you had a chance to read Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39, because it's going to happen, we're in trouble with some of these, like I said, on, on, on the um, Guns of Gear text, some of these noodleback, LGBTQ, metrosexual soy boys that, we're, that the government's pushing to the forefront. We're, we're in trouble. Now, you know what? I'm going to use them as Operation Human Shield. Let them um. Let, let, let the bad guys run through their first bit of ammo and then we'll, they'll come in. Well, I was going to say come in behind them, but they, they may like that. Hey, and while we use them as Operation Human Shield, then we go into op- uh, Operation Red Dawn where we take them out and the enemy out. You feel Absolutely. Me? You got all the bad guys in the middle. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, again, you know, they're trying to push this metrosexual do what thou will spirit. You know, as a winner. Just because you go and you know, I may have my issues with gym culture and other things like that, but I don't, I don't knock it. It's the best thing in the world. But you know, that's this whole trying to put everybody on this weak, you know, everybody special, all about your feelings mindset. You know, now you have winners and you have losers. Bottom line, you have you have doers and you have spectators. And so this is this whole thing about trying to dumb everybody down, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, you know, Roger just texted in on the te- on the Gunsinger text line and said this. He says, "So what? The, so what they're saying is, since I'm a fat white guy, I'm a right winger, not an extremist. I mean, or, or, or even better, if you're if you're not in shape, are you a left winger? Is that just is that is that how I'm supposed to assume this? If you if you got more than five percent body fat, you're a you're a Democrat. Hey, it's a good question. Or or even better, if you're a Democrat, are you telling me you can't fight? Well, but they, I know one thing through people like Lizzo, they're telling you that you're beautiful. Well, that's what this all really boils down to, right? This is yeah. all, this is all of, of the, uh, the toxic masculinity and the body positivity nonsense. That's not, 
anything Lizzo does, she's a fat, disgusting human being. It is not body positivity. It is lewd and disgusting. But I'm going to give you an interesting dynamic to it. Now, you know how Hollywood was so quick to cancel people that reject, that publicly rejected her? Because everybody she's fired her shot at, you know, like even, you know, um, even uh, Puff Daddy cussed her out for twerking in front of his kids. But, you know, everybody tried and they tried to cancel him. But yet when she fired her shot at Chris Evans, Captain America, Hollywood was like, whoa, whoa, back up. You know, that's that's our Captain America. That's that's different. Did you you notice the difference from when she was doing it to black men that was checking her? They wanted to cancel them. But when she done it to Chris Evans, it was a totally different dynamic. Just showing you how Hollywood plays both sides of the fence for their their agenda. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that it wasn't the other way around. Yeah, no, but when Chris, but when she fired her shot at Chris Evans, Captain America, and he publicly shot her down like all the other other people been doing. Yeah, there was not a there was not a far cry to counsel and, and make it, and shame him saying he's shaming her for being overweight. They was like, whoa, whoa, back up! Now you're going a little too far. It was okay when you were doing yeah. these black celebs like that, but now not Captain America. Well, so yeah. it just shows you the duality of Hollywood. You know what I mean? Absolutely, uh, yeah, liberal racism at its best. Exactly. Have a good one, Clark. You too, brother. Thanks. All right, look, that's just been something I've been wanting to rant about for a few days. You know, they talk about, like, gym culture. Like, my gym is at my house. I mean, and I worked out in gyms, man. I was a member of uh, of the gym in Byram. That's the name of it, the gym at Byram, for a few years. I uh, loved it. It was the first gym I'd been back in in 10-plus years. Um, it was like a family there. I, and look, hey, I was the minority. I was the minority there. It was overwhelmingly black members at that gym. At least the time of the day I was there in the mornings. Had a great relationship with all those folks. You know, I, I don't think they're far right extremists. Don't think they're far right extremists. You know, here's the deal. Here's the deal. This masculinity thing. They talk about or the texter who texted and said it's about the gym culture. Men with testosterone levels higher than three, are typically drawn towards, and I don't mean sexually attractive-wise, I just mean magnetically drawn towards, naturally drawn towards one another, that are like-minded. Men respect, at the end of the day, men respect other men that they think Mike can whoop them, that they think got a shot at it. Or they respect other men that they see grinding. They see in the gym every day working, relentless effort, ruthless aggression. Men are drawn towards that. We like that. And that just so happens more times than not that those same kind of guys ain't, ain't got a handout being a Democrat, generally speaking. Let's take a call before I break. Hey, uh, you got about a minute. Hey, hello. Hey, I'm on the... you're on the radio. I just sort of changed the subject a little bit, but I was just curious about something. I heard uh, somebody talking about his whole bunch of uh, crops in the field that they're not, they're not even going to uh, pick or, or anything. They're just going to let go. Now, I don't know where uh, I don't know where this is or anything. Have you, have you heard that? Well, I mean, no. I, I've heard a few odd and end things, but I, I know they're paying farmers not to farm. But I don't know about letting, letting crops die. I'm, I'm sure it's going on somewhere. Oh, I'm just, I'm just curious. Yeah. And also, uh, also, you know, men are men. 
they take care of themselves, and, and they walk around, and they, uh, you know a man when you see a man, and 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 these people, they're not like that. They, they, they get upset when they meet somebody with some testosterone and, and, and take care of themselves and, and everything. Yeah, they do. They do, and, I, and that's a great point. You know, and I, you know a man when you see one, and it ain't, ain't got to be all muscular, but you can tell a dude that's confident and knows his place in the world, whether he's a hundred and five pounds or three hundred and five pounds, and he and he respect ladies. I yep. mean, he opened doors and stuff like that. He, he's got manners, you know, and everything. So. Absolutely, brother. Great call, man. I'll find out about okay. the, the crop stuff. Appreciate it. Oh, yes, sir. Thank uh-huh. you. Let's take a break real quick. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Question of the day. Question of the day. I need, I need uh, especially our black listeners, and I'm not saying this condescending either. Twitter was blowing up last night. The number one trend on Twitter was hashtag colored people. I was like, you've piqued my interest. Why is colored people in the number one trend on Twitter? Is this his tweet that I got up now that you had in the group chat or the group, or yes. group notes? Okay. Yeah. I, so a little context. This is Republican Arizona rep Eli Crane at a, at a, uh, on C-SPAN at, at, I guess, a committee meeting of some sort or something or another. I'm gonna, we're going to play it, and then I will, uh, I'll, do, I'll read it if I need to. Let's go to do with whether or not colored people or black people or anybody can serve okay it has nothing to do with color Mr. Speaker. Your skin, your, any of that stuff what we want to what we want to preserve and nothing to do with whether or not colored people or black people or anybody can serve okay it has nothing to do with color Mr. Speaker. Your skin, your, any of that stuff what we want to what we need to do with whether or not colored people or black to do with whether or not colored people or black to do with whether or not colored people. All right. So let's make sure everybody heard that. He said colored people. Is this a Republican representative? Apparently. Okay. Apparently. I, which I, I'll be honest, all sarcasm aside, I really just assumed it was a Democrat that got too comfortable. Oh, like when Bill Maher said, yeah. 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 I, I really, I mean, I'm not kidding. I really did. When I, when I found out it was a Republican, I was like, gosh, dang it. Um, so, but uh-huh. Matt Walsh had a good tweet. Okay. And I think I sent you a screenshot of it, but I got it right here. Yeah, you did. So I'm going to pull this up. This is Matt Walsh's reply to it. And keep in mind, who, guys. Who is Matt Walsh? Just some variety. He's the one that produced a movie. Well, he's with the Daily Wire, but he did that movie, What is a Woman? Okay. So, I mean, he's pretty straightforward. All right, so he says, there is, I'm quoting here, don't shoot the messenger. Well, actually, whatever, I don't care. There is no meaningful difference between people of color and colored people. No reason why one is offensive and the other is not, but that's not the point. But that's the point. The woke cult exerts and expands its control by forcing everyone to follow arbitrary rules that make no logical sense. Do you- I disagree with him. I, I absolutely disagree with him. That term, the way it's used, and I don't think this guy meant it, by the way. I mean, you know, sometimes we look how many times we I misspeak. I mean, so I hate when that's one thing I hate about our culture now. The minute someone just misspeaks or says something, like when we're on the radio, how many times do we say things that we just don't mean to say? It just comes out in conversation and things happen. And, and there's a lot of, I think, context matters. Absolutely. And so I'm not. I'm not hating on the guy that said it either yeah. by saying this. I think that he just, you know, because he says it. What did he say? I know you played like eight times. Colored people and black people or something like that. That's the way he put it. 
you know, I'm not I'm not hating on that, but I mean that term was a term in the past that was used, you know, on the top of water fountains and bathrooms and things like that. So I, I get why that's an issue. Let's play it one more time. Nothing to do with whether or not colored people or black people or anybody can serve. Okay, it has nothing to do with Mr. Speaker. He may have been referring. He could have been referring to you know Hispanic people. He could refer to Middle Eastern. people. I don't know. I'm just saying mm-hmm. it's not. I didn't. I'm not taking it as he was referring to the 1950s usage of that term. That's that's what I'm trying to say. I don't know that I'm going to say that. I... But then this guy is trying to say you can't say it like that shouldn't be a problem. Well, yeah, it is a problem if you mean it that way. I sure. mean, well, I, you know, also I understand if we're saying, you know, I think the negative context, obviously, you coloreds. Yeah, right. That's what like I'm trying that. to say. There's yeah. context matters. Exactly. You're exactly right. Yeah, I think context matters. Of course, again, obviously, I'm I'm not a, I'm not the spokesperson for the black community. Even though sometimes I think I am, but I think context matters. But so the broader question, let's it was really more. Matt, I saw Matt Walsh's tweet before I saw this. Okay. So then I had to kind of find my context in reverse. So, but Matt Walsh brings up a valid point, and I'm just curious to you all out there: Do you see a difference in saying people of color or colored people when proper context is used? Is there? A, they say the same thing. They even use the same words, just flipped. People of color versus colored people. I mean, is that a racial slur? Is the better question? I know it can be used as a racial slur. Sure. I mean, so that, yeah, that should probably just answer my question. Yeah, kind of. That's what I kind of think. I think if you say, I think you just don't say colored people. Like, don't say it. Like, if you say that, it just sounds. It's just too tied to that era, that term. And you know, like I said, they're used in the bathrooms, uh, water fountains, restaurants. I just think it's too tied to that. You know, segregated past. I understand that. I can, I can live with that. Uh, anybody wants to uh, chime in on that? 769-241-1944. That's the Guns and Gear text line. Speaking of Guns and Gear, get out there this weekend. Get you some pew-pew and some uh, some some ammo and nice gun. Man, I'm telling you, follow them on Facebook. Check out the deals of the day. Fred does a heck of a job with his deals of the day. Hunter and the team over there, man, they're rocking and rolling. They got all your favorite guns. They got all the home of no limit ammo. But look, they're way more than just a gun store. They also Cerakote. They do gunsmithing. And look, I say it all the time. Who wants to have to go to a pawn shop to sell something? I don't want to. It's already just kind of a negative connotation about it. You know, I like to go to pawn shops and buy stuff. Like selling plasma when you're in college. Yeah. You know, that's, that's <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Can I get this pint of blood off of me? Uh, I mean, I'm you know, all of us. I think at least hope all of us have done that at one time or another. Mm-hmm. And then uh, go drink beer because you, you donated the plasma. You know, and I, <laughs> I want to be very careful about how I say this on the radio. I, I always wonder. I think we all aspired to be a different kind of donor, didn't we? Yeah. Right. So where do I get paid to do this? <laughs> That's it. You know, I've That's never, I never found the bottom of that rabbit hole. I remember back in the '90s, there were these. Uh, ads for that what you're referring to you know like you could go donate but i don't think they wanted 19 year old kids <laughs> they weren't looking for that at that time thoroughbreds yeah yeah they were like you know it wasn't quite what they're looking for and i think i remember one of the ads and this is so long ago said that like you don't need to drink for a whole month or something like that and we're like college like yeah right wow. <laughs> you know yeah i'm out of this well you used to couldn't give blood if you had aids now they don't care they do they not now i did not know that i mean in california you can't you can't ask when they're donating Hmm. If somebody now, I don't know if they eventually test it before they use it. Yeah, right. But I hope to, so. To donate, you don't even have to uh, to uh, let them know you have AIDS or not. Also, f- forever, I don't know if they've changed this because I don't give blood. 
but you, people with tattoos couldn't get it. Couldn't donate. I blood. remember that. And are you supposed to give blood if you're? We're talking about always talking about testosterone treatment. If you if you're on TRT treatment, is that one of the things that you're supposed to do? Potentially, they did. They check your blood levels. Mm-hmm. I think I'm about due to uh, get a pint drained. Okay, that's so, right. Like my face is a little red. That my blood pressure gets up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also that kind of runs in my family where you, know, you your body can make too much blood and you need to get a pint drained every year or so. I gotcha. I'm, never, I'm 45 in and hadn't had any drained for that reason anyway. I've lost mm-hmm. blood. I've <laughs> lost blood. Okay. But, but I haven't had any drained. I need to look into that. But hey, real quick before I go any further, Guns and Gear, get out there this weekend. Check them out. GunsandGearMS.com is the website. Guns and Gear is the Facebook page. And they're located on Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt, right there next to the all-new Booze Smokehouse at Yandale Road, right there in that shopping center. All right. Let's see here. We got a speaking of guns and gear. We do have a few guns and gear texts. So let me get this pulled up real quick. All right. Somebody said they do test it even if they don't ask. Yeah, surely they do. Talking about the blood. Said, uh, morning... What does the NAACP mean? And they say we are racist by saying colored people. Well, it doesn't. The, what is this? Uh, I, I say, I'm not stepping in this, this this trap of even saying what the end part of NAACP means. What's well, National Association for the Advancement of Colored People? That's what it means. Oh, that's right. Never mind. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking the end was. Oh, uh, I was thinking the the the. The college fund brain fart. Oh mess. yeah, that was right. Yeah. Those used to be on those commercials on in the eighties all the time. Remember that? I've not mm-hmm. seen one of those in years. I mean, look. So hell, I'll just say Negro. It's con- context matters. Mm. Like the Negro leagues. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Negro College Fund. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, context matters. That's what right? we're just talking about. So I think in yeah. terms of NAACP, uh, it's a little I, different. I'm never, you're never going to hear the hard R. On, on this, I'm never mm-hmm. going to give you that context. I'm never going to give you that sound bite. Right, but I mean, it was you called know, the Negro Leagues. I don't think yeah. it hurts anything saying that when you're saying in that context, sure. Yeah, but so did you see recently where an MLB announcer, Major League Baseball announcer, they were talking about the Negro Leagues and this, that, and the During other? the All-Star game? I don't know. It's been sometime in the last year. Okay. But he accidentally said the hard R, trying to say Negro and... Oh, no, I think I missed that. I mean, he, I knew they talk about the – I mean, of course they talk – I watch baseball he, a lot, and they talk about the Negro Leagues. It's, yeah, it's really fascinating, actually, all the history. Oh, it is. Dude, I'll tell you what. I want to go to the Field of Dreams game. So, it, so do I. It's That's, in Birmingham this year. Is it? I yeah, did not or, even know. Over in Alabama, yeah. Cause they're, or is that next year? This year. This year. Okay. They're building the stadium. They're building a, 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 a stadium there on the site of the original mm-hmm. so they can do it there every year. But this year it's rotating, and it's going to be in Alabama – where uh, the Negro League team played there. It's the oldest baseball, one of the oldest baseball stadiums, or only cool. stand, or the only uh, Negro League standing stadium left, or mm-hmm. something like that. I, but I mean, talk about a cool guys trip. Oh yeah, that sounds awesome. I, I mean, mean, you'll never get a ticket. No, but That's no, but it would be cool. All right, let's a uh, couple more texts real quick, and get out of here for the to our first break. Uh, radiators. Radiation workers are discouraged from giving blood. Oh, I bet they are. I bet they are. Dustin says, every two to six months, man, I do. He's talking about giving blood. He does testosterone. He goes, every two to six months, man, I do two because my hemoglobin and hemoglobin levels get too high. Blood red face, headache, etc. Sometimes I stretch it to three months. It's a big difference. Depends on your levels, of course, but... It's pretty standard every three to six months. Well, I'm I'm due, I'm due. 
Mm-hmm. I'm done. I need to call. Uh, need to call. Call Scott. Call Scott and ask give him. Me a, give That's me just a, what Bo's been telling me about that. I'm gonna, you know, once they're gonna check my levels and I'm gonna need to donate. Yeah. So I don't know. Again, the, the medical stuff is not my. I listen to them. They know what they're talking about. I'm a hater. I just want to throw mine away. I don't want anybody to have it. <laughs> we'll be right back on the Clay <laughs> Edwards show. <laughs> Welcome back in here to the Clay Edwards show. Real quick, you know, I mentioned them a second ago. I figure figure it bears mentioning again. Coming off that topic there about masculinity and uh, working out, being a far right, far, fitness is far right nonsense. I mean, I wish it was. I wish didn't no Democrats work out. It would it would make the eventual civil war a little easier for us to win. But unfortunately, I know plenty of them that do. <laughs> so that's the highest compliment I can give you. I said something nice about Democrats today. They do work out. Most of them work out to at least the ones that I know. Anyway, even our our good friend, uh, our favorite um, white liberal, Sean gets up and goes and does CrossFit every day. In great shape. So, I mean, don't underestimate them. Don't underestimate the enemy. <laughs> anyway, get out. Oh, man. I'm sure Gracie South is going to love this. Just lead this right into their ad read here. Uh, Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing. Uh, man, check them out. they got locations in Madison off Ridgecrest Drive and in Pearl in Fairmont Plaza. You know, if you want to get into, get into Jiu-Jitsu, this is a place to do it. You got Hoist Gracie Black Belt Chance Shepherd as the instructor for the adult jiu-jitsu classes. They offer children's classes, you know, teach them young about discipline, bully prevention, life skills. This is a skill that people to use their whole life. They'll walk they'll walk into a room as they get a little older, a little older, a little older, and people are going to look up to them. Other other kids are going to look up to your kid. And it goes back to exactly what I said. Men are drawn towards other men that do these type things. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, I don't, I don't know how many people admit it. If there's a guy out there that you think can whoop you, you just you look at them different. You bite your tongue a little bit around them every now and then. I know. It was all clear. I ain't no punk. I don't bite my tongue around nobody. Hey, look, man. If I think you can whoop me, I'm far less likely to call you a witch would it be. I'm just saying. Anyway, uh, that'll tell y'all what I think about half y'all because I ain't bit my tongue in a while. So anyway, they also have women's self-defense classes taught by a, male, a female instructor for a no male intimidation atmosphere. And they also they got fitness kickboxing classes for a great non-monotonous workout. Get your cardio in, become more limber, stretch, all that stuff. It's going to be better for you than running on a treadmill, which I'm a treadmill fan, personally. I just like to zone out and get on a treadmill. Hadn't done it in a while, even though it's sitting in the middle of my living room. But um, check them out, man. Uh, you will not be disappointed in Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and kickboxing. They've been around for a long time now, too. You know, you don't, you don't stay in business 5, 10, 15 years because you're not good at what you do. That's right. Get over there. The first week's free. After that, mention that you heard it on the Clay Edwards show, and you're going to get, uh, I think it's 20% off all of your stuff there moving forward. So shout out to Chance Shepard and the team over there at Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing. You can check them out online, GracieSouth.com. I'm telling you, parents, you know one of the main reasons I do this show, one of the main reasons I do the TikTok videos and the Instagram videos 
and all that. I mean, this radio show itself has got more than enough listeners. We always want more. But I know that kids, for the most part, ain't waking up cutting it on talk radio in the mornings. God knows I didn't. But I am surprised at the amount to do. But one of the reasons I do this show, I mean, when I, when I do the social media stuff, is because that's where the younger folks are at. And that's where I think the message needs to be heard the most. And that's why I influence you. Get your kids over there to Gracie South. Just another way to mold your child. I mean, it's like the the opposite. I guess it's grooming, but just not for the ill intentions that Democrats like. You're grooming your child to be a man, to be respectful, to have discipline, to know the difference in right and wrong. That discipline thing, well, I mentioned discipline a lot, and I know people always do when it comes to uh, martial arts, mixed martial arts, jiu-jitsu, karate, stuff of that nature. Discipline through life is going to carry you far, far, far further than any spurts of motivation you'll ever get. Everybody's motivated in the beginning for whatever it is they want to do. Everybody. You know, at the beginning of a diet, you know, you start losing a little weight. Man, you're super motivated. How about a month or two later? How about six months later? How about the, a year down the road when it's turned from a diet to a lifestyle? Once you've reached your physical goals, once you've lost the weight you wanted to lose, maintaining that requires discipline, not motivation. You know, once you get the girl of your dreams because you worked out and you did all these things and she finally said yes to a date or whatever, and she finally lets you call her your girlfriend or your wife. Keeping her satisfied, keeping her happy, keeping her in love with you requires discipline, not motivation. It requires you to continue to do the things that brought you to the dance. Discipline. Your kids can learn some great discipline in these jiu-jitsu classes and stuff of that nature. I'm just using it as an example. We're done with their ad read. Get them in some discipline. My parents did a great job with me. One thing I wish they had done a little more was had forced me to stay in karate. Whooped me upside the head anytime I talked about quitting something. You know, I've learned my discipline later in life. You know, through trial and error. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to be fat. That requires discipline. And I and there's days that mine wanes. <laughs> there's days that it wanes. But overall, more times than not, I, I have discipline. I was thinking about it last night as I ate a steak. No carbs. As I was eating a steak for supper. When was the last time I had, I think I've had fried chicken once in the last six months. Maybe twice. I was eating, uh, I ate some green beans with my steak. Thinking I used to, used to, that would have been a bag of those instant mashed potatoes. That are terrible for you. Couldn't remember the last time I had mashed potatoes. I was proud of myself. It was a little discipline moment there. I was like, man, I'm more disciplined than I give myself credit for. Let's take a break real quick, come back, close out the first hour. This is the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back in. we got about a minute left here before our top of the hour break. I ran over a couple segments there. I got fired up. I got motivated. 
My discipline kicked in. Uh, um, a buddy of mine, Sean, texted me a picture of Capitol Police Chief Bo Lucky. Talk about leading by example. Talking about other men being drawn towards you, iron sharpening iron. There's a picture of Bo Lucky here, right there with his crew, hitting them personal records, doing that bench press, getting dirty with them, getting sweaty, leading from the front, not from an office somewhere, not from the back, leading from the front. Capitol Police Chief Bo Lucky. Shout out to those guys. I hadn't mentioned them as much here lately because they've done such a good job. They don't give me anything to talk about anymore. We'll be right back after this break. All right, Sean. Where were we? Garth. Garth Brooks again, yeah. Garth. <laughs> Garth. All right, I think we've we've spoken our piece on that. Um, I feel, okay, so just so people understand satire, Garth is not actually headlining, headlining Decadence Festival. <laughs> he is playing a music festival in downtown at the same time, and it's just too funny to pass up the opportunity. Friends to, in uh, low places have a whole new meaning, I guess. I absolutely. Friends at about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't do it. That'll be, we'll do an uncensored podcast one day. Um, um, okay. So, did you have anything pulled up you wanted to hit? Well, you know, you and I had talked about something I thought was funny the other night um, about, you know, we always talk about cancel culture, and we, we both agree that it's ridiculous pretty much on both sides. And I, I think I, I was talking to a friend about this, and I texted you at about MySpace, about social media in 20 years ago, yes. how it would not work in today's world right now. And I don't know if everybody remembers having a MySpace page i'm 44 and so back around 2005 i was 25 and, and uh everybody had myspace and you had to organize your friends on the list was it 10 friends or five friends i can't it was remember. it was eight eight okay and but you could add more as it grew you could add top 12 top 20 top yeah you could really grow it and you could put them in an order yes. like and then there are other friends it's not like facebook where it just random pops up there and uh we were talking about how I don't think it would work in today's world because everybody would get attacked on who was in their friends, their top friends list. Like you don't have enough diversity in your friends list, or you know you have too you many men in your friends list. You need more women, or you don't have, you don't some, have a trans person. You don't there. have a gay person. You don't have a black person. You don't have an Asian person. Like it would become this huge thing, and not even just like personal context, like with your with your friends, but like celebrities and politicians would have to like curate their MySpace to make sure it was it fit. A, a certain narrative yeah. or you just get attacked and you're like, you know, if you, so let's say like eight of your best friends happen to be white and you put them all there. You couldn't do that nowadays because that would be offensive to somebody. And just like if you were black and eight of your you know best friends were black, you'd have to switch that too. I think so. It wouldn't, uh, MySpace would not work in today's world. Blacks aren't held to the same standards. They would get less attacked. Let's just be yeah, they would get less attacked than yeah, than you would. Than you would, Clay. Yeah. Well, I don't know, Clay. You could probably, you know, you might be able to get away with it and then just make fun of everybody because that's probably what you do. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> any any of my black friends that I put in my top eight would be begging me, Clay, get off. Yeah, me. they'd be like, please do not put us in. Do there. not put me in your top eight. Do not. Right. <laughs> you're like, yeah, they're like, do not. You know, like you're on the radio talking about, oh, here's my eight friends on my on Clay Edwards, you know, friends list. They're like calling in, like, take me off of that. I may. <laughs> I get bored one day. I may do a Facebook top eight thing and just tag like the top eight people who would be in there and then let the <laughs> let the crap show ensue. Everybody's just mad. Yeah, that's a but I mean there would be there'd be street fights over not just diversity, I think just in general, like back then you could do it and people weren't getting so mad. Now we have such an anger culture that even if you were just forget about the diversity thing, just who you put in your list, yeah. I think you'd be getting text messages, hate on your feed about how it's, that worked out. Especially after twenty years of 
internet culture. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like right where we are now, that, I suppose that created then. social media culture. It did. It did. You know, like how to slide in DMs, how to like posts, <laughs> how to go back and forth and hit on each other passive aggressively, and all mm. these things. But now, after twenty years of that. And they're pretty much being a formula that works. Absolutely. You're if you right. took that back to the MySpace technology. Oh, my and that, God. And it, we, we, somehow tomorrow we woke up and the only social media network in the world was 2005 MySpace, mm-hmm. 2007, whatever, whatever right. it was, mid-2000s. And, you know, and Dane Cook was still the most popular comedian in the world. <laughs> yeah, right. He was. <laughs> it's a B&E. Oh, God. It's a B&E. <laughs> Jeez. And no one's heard from him, thankfully, for more. But uh, the uh, – yeah, I mean, it would be a problem. Like when, how, and you're right. Twenty years of all this buildup and how it's evolved. I think you know you discussed on the show one time, and I had a feed going the other night about you know guys sending pics, and I think everybody knows what I mean yeah, to ind- women, indiscriminatory, on, unsolicited. Like how that how that culture evolved into like where just people were you know guys were sending random pictures to to women. Who were posting, you know, thirst trap photos, where we call them, and uh, where that how that evolved from the whole MySpace thing into that. Like, how, where do we get from MySpace to you know, indecent photographs being sent to random women on the internet? I don't know how we got there. Who do you think the first influencer was? Like, like kind of female um, thirst trap influencer, however you want to word like that. Kim Kardashian, maybe. I think it was Kim. You know, I think it was Tila 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 Tequila. Tila Tequila. Tila Tequila. Tila Tequila. Mm, that's a, I haven't heard that name in a long time. You know, mm-hmm. uh, um, I think I saw her not too long ago. One of them, one of them chicks died. The one that um, uh, she she ended up with a clothing line named after her and stuff and all that stuff. But yeah, and there was another one that died recently from alcohol poisoning. We so, should see if we could f- do some investigatory work and figure out who is the first man to send one of those photographs in a DM, you know, just try to track this down. Like, who kicked off, and then who told his other friend, like, hey, man, this is a really good idea. You this know, works. This works. Just do that. Like, who, who, was, who kicked off the revolution? It's like that meme of the, of the black guy. It's like a joke, but it's like Willie Joe Simmons, first, first black man to, make, to use his old lady's tax returns to buy rims on his – Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got like a Model T with some 26s mm-hmm. or something on it, which I think is an excellent, excellent meme. I mean, somebody, some, because somebody was like, he was the pioneer, right, yeah. of this. He's like, I'm going to, this is my idea. And then it just spread like a virus, right? It spread like a virus. Yeah, Everybody, the, the woke mind virus. <laughs> or, or, or COVID. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's funny to think about that. Like, who, who sat back? It's like a lot of things in life, right? Who sits back and thinks to themselves, this will be good. You know, like, yeah, right. who's the first person to try a crawfish? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, who did, who came or up Or even that? some of the more nasty stuff out there. Like, this will be good, guys. Sit down and, or saw a deer. Mm-hmm. It's like, I got an idea. That's, yeah, I mean, that's, it's, I don't know. But if we can find that guy, we'd love to interview him. Like, yeah, because he, you know, it's, it's happened within the last 20 years. It wasn't happening before social media because we didn't have phones that could send pictures before that, really. Now, because some guys are absolute idiots around here mm-hmm. and, and they, and their hello is a unsolicited, uh, pornographic photo. Sure. I know a lot of them that have because a couple of girls have gotten to where they'll just put them on blast. They'll screenshot their, their inappropriate photo and their profile and put it on blast. Yeah. Even, even if I ever wanted to, like I felt there's like, you know what? This, this is, this is going to be the time it works. This is, yeah, it's going to work this, this time. Yeah. This going is going to be it. the time it works. I would never do it. I have a flaw. Go big or go home. I have a theory on this. Yeah. Cause I could just never, I don't want that floating out there in the ether. I have a theory though. 
one one group is lying about the success or failure rate of this. Somebody has to be lying. Absolutely. Either either girls are lying about it working, mm-hmm. or guys are lying about it working. Because there's no way that something seems so universally loathed, right? That's done so often mm-hmm. with no success rate. Yeah, like like what's the thing? The definition of sanity is doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like that. So like if this doesn't work and everybody does it, or yeah. you know, and then they keep on doing it, somebody had to like go to you know, hey Bob, guess what? This doesn't work. Yeah. You know, like right. somebody had to do that. I mean, like you know, if I've sent ten unsolicited photos to ten different females and I've had zero return on that investment. Mm-hmm. Now, even I would think it free if that's what, if that's your goal, if one out of 10, that's not a bad close rate. You know what? I did it not 10 times. It, it worked once works for me. And that could be why it's keep on going because there was that one that it actually did work. Yeah. That actually that, that guy worked. Yeah. Who's the girl that hates her father so much that she, she gets an unsolicited photo like that and says, you know what? Come on over. Like this guy. That's right. Like, you know, come on over right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's just, uh, it's just interesting how that evolved into the, the massive, for lack of a better term, problem that it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Look, let's take a break real quick. John, stay on hold. 1000. That's Lakeland Glass and Tent, where quality matters. All right. So I want to give away a pair of rodeo tickets. And uh, it's going to re- require some creativity here. Or, or, I don't know if creativity is the word. It's going to require some some uh, some gall. <laughs> you got to have some gall. Uh, if you've ever sent an unsolicited photo uh, to somebody, un- uh, yeah, unsolicited means as in they didn't ask for it. I want you to call us and tell us why you thought that would be a good idea. If like that was if that was your hello to somebody you've never talked to before, I want to understand what was going through your head. The phone line, 601-879-0002. And just to be, just to, uh, be full of diversity, equity, and inclusion here on the Clay Edwards Show, females, if, if you've ever received one and it worked and you said, you know what, me and him are dating now, I would like to call and hear why. He's the father of my children. Yeah, <laughs> 601-879-0002. Keep it, keep it family friendly. I'm just curious. All right. So speaking of which, a buddy of mine texted in on the Guns and Gear text line. I mean, I'm a guy that I don't know, never met before in my life. <laughs> uh, Dustin says, 20 years? Is that accurate? Heck, I may have been the first, or at least one of them, 100, first 100 to 1,000, going back to AOL chat rooms, Yahoo chat, etc. Could have dropped in the AOL chat, right. Yeah. That's right. They Somebody... used to have those groups on AOL chat. You know, that's it. That's I guess back in those days, though, you'd have to like get a Polaroid, right, and just hold it over you and shake it, shake it, it. like a Polaroid photo, camera <laughs> picture, or whatever. I mean, because he didn't. When did we get camera phones? Like I, I, early two thousands, I guess. So the the iPhone, I know it wasn't the first. Um, it wasn't the first, but I think it was the first that could actually post to mm-hmm. to the internet, or it was, it was when apps came along. You had to do it through a browser. It was a nightmare. Because my um, motor, did you ever have one of those Motorola Razor phones? Uh, did I ever? You couldn't get those photos off. They were just yeah, trapped on there. They were trapped on there forever, right? Yeah. And that's what I mean. So uh, I don't know. I don't think you could you text them? them. I don't think you could even text them. I don't think that. so. I don't I, remember. Mm-hmm. You could Bluetooth pictures back and forth to each other. Like once you got it on there, you, you could that. Bluetooth a photo to a guy. I just remember where I was sitting at a red light with a uh, uh, Josh. I passed away now. Um, can't remember his last name is eluding me because I've said it on the radio. He's no longer with us. Uh, Corey McDonald, 
uh, Wayne Wimbley. You know, just remember the, mm-hmm. when when you learn something new, like technology wise, you yeah. remember exactly where you were, who you were with. I know exactly when I got that Motorola Razor. And, and yeah. Ed was with us too, and man, we were sitting right there at the intersection of Center Park and County Line, where Chick Fil A is. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you know, right down County Line. Yeah. And so, somebody he Bluetoothed the picture to me. I had no idea what Bluetooth was. Uh, that's right. I remember exactly where I was, and I got my first text message. As well. I remember telling, uh, my uncle actually had text messaging before. This was around 2004. And he told me about it. And I was like, that's the stupidest thing in the world. Why wouldn't you just call someone? <laughs> I remember saying that. I'll never forget saying yeah. that. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. And, of course, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's another one of the things. I was, I, was sitting, I was sitting on the toilet when I got my first text message. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and I was, like, it just, I was like, what the heck is this? Kids today will never an know. An intrusion the- of privacy. <laughs> yeah. Kids today will never know the joy of having you know your numbers and having to scroll through the letters and all that kind of oh, stuff. Man. Oh my god! I also was... remember. I think I've told this story on the radio. I think I remember exactly where I was when I found out my Nokia brick had a uh, had a phone book in it. And oh I, and, yeah, because I just been carrying my numbers around still in my in your wallet. little book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, my buddy was like, "Clay, what, what are you doing?" I was like, "Get a phone number." He's like, "Your phone has a phone book." I was like, "Where?" And he showed me. I was like, we were we were on my boat, backed up to the dock on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. That tells you how long ago that was. Oh man, I just Googled the first phone to have cell phone. It was a Kyocera visual phone, and I had a Kyocera. I remember that mm-hmm. it was that. Yeah, so that was the one that had the uh, had the uh, camera phone. So now I got a picture of someone with a Kyocera or a, uh, a Motorola Razor in my head, just. In the bathroom, trying to take a, <laughs> trying to take the first, trying to take the first one. You know, he's see a, what they can do is get the right angle. He's a right Christopher light. Columbus of those kinds of picks. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the, <laughs> I call it the Mayflower. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. So Cons- conservative talk radio. Yeah, conservative talk. It's it's free for all Friday. You know? <laughs> it's free for all. We're going to get out of here and we're going to have F'd around and found out. Yeah, for like, sure. We're not welcome back Monday. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, it's just an interesting topic because it's what? it's so widely discussed. And like there was this thread on my Facebook feed a couple of nights with a friend of mine, uh, uh, Natalie, and we, were, we discussed this for like, I don't know, like 70 comments deep. You know, people were jiming in and it just, because uh, I mean, everybody's like been experienced that. Well, I mean, no, I mean, no one sent me an unsolicited, <laughs> but, but women have got that. Yeah, anything I've anything I've ever been received was very was solicited. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It's solicited. <laughs> yes, right. It's not. So, um, yeah. It's, so it's a it's a, uh, well, it's, a it's a social issue of our time, I guess you would say. Oh, uh, let, let, let's pivot. As as hard as it is to to pivot away from those that conversation, um, still in the same vein though. Um, yesterday, as the show was ending, I just missed it, of course. Or maybe it was the day before. Whatever. I want to talk about you. I don't care when it was. I want to talk to you about it real sure. quick. Sure. The, the Secret Service says we'll, ne- we'll never know who the cocaine belonged to. We'll never know, Clay. That's right. I agree with him. We're just never going to know. We're never going to know. And the most secure building in the world with the most cameras, you know, heat sensors, everything. We're never going to know. Drug sniffing right. walls. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, it's got a nuclear uh, warhead underneath the floor. We're never going to know. Never it is a know secret. The, and, now it's, it. and now it's suddenly, belo- it was suddenly in a locker somewhere. Oh. Like the story has evolved. At one point, they tried to roll the construction company that had done some stuff under the bus and say a construction worker left it, which I would, if I'm that construction company, I immediately drug test everybody and then I sue the bejesus out of them for, for, for suggesting that it was one of my, my employees. 
Sure. I mean, this is actually a, you know a good pathway for Hunter to make some money. If you think about it, I mean, he could release like a music video with Shaggy. He calls it "One Me," and me. just go that way. I mean, he can make some extra cash. And no, look, I tell you, once Biden's done, and Hunter can just get back to being to doing Hunter stuff, you know, outside the public eye as much, he'll write a book called "What If I Did It Like OJ." Man, if he doesn't have <laughs> yeah. if he doesn't have his own strand of marijuana, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, because he's kind of becoming the. The, the modern day Snoop Dogg for being high. Sure, sure. You know, like, I mean, might as well just wrap his arms around it and let it be who he is. He's kind of a cultural. I, I'm sure, I mean, a lot of these guys that are kids of famous people try to shoot off on their own. God, that was a bad term using when I'm talking about Hunter. But, like, you know, they uh, they just, um, they did try to do things. So maybe Hunter, Hunter can go on a circuit, you know, and start Coach. music videos. He can endorse, like, Tostitos like Snoop does or Corona. I mean, whatever. You know, I think we may have just stumbled onto something. I think we have just backed into figuring out who maybe sent the first unsolicited photo. Maybe and you backed in again, referring to Hunter. I Hunter. Mean, but yeah, but yeah, maybe it was. I mean, it could have been Hunter. Very well, could have sent the first unsolicited, uh, inappropriate photo. If anybody would have done it. Also, though, about the cocaine. Look, obviously, he's suspect number one. I get it, right? And it, all the memes have been hilarious. But what I think is that, like, do you think Hunter would actually leave his cocaine behind? Or would he, like, I figure, like, he, he's the kind of guy that does it all. He's all in, man. Like, it's all gone by the end of the night. You know, something else I thought about, too, is it was allegedly, allegedly like, a dime bag size thing mm-hmm. of, of Coke. So, that ain't much. That's not more than a couple lines. No. Uh, Hunter rolls d- deeper than that. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, like, probably what he does to wake up, right? Just a little bit and then gets I mean, in the shower. Hunter's probably got some kind of, you know, like, you've seen those Mr. PP2000s or whatever where you can, the the, the peonator where you can go take a fake drug, take a drug test. Yes, pee things yes, pee. sure. I bet you he's got some version of that lined up to him with a hose. Like, did you see that thing where he snorted it in his hand the other night behind Joe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he's probably got some kind of concoction. Something. Where, yeah, he ain't having to hit the straw on a baggie. I mean, he's he's come up with something way more creative uh, that he wears to do his drugs. I, I yeah, that's why I think like do you th- I just think he'd leave his dope behind. I like mean, it's not like those, you're drunk when you're drinking and you're and you could you forget stuff. But when you're doing cocaine, I mean, you're like it's like a he probably wears it like an insulin pump or something. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you, you're like picking up everything. You get ultra paranoid, and I'm mean, not that I know. I'm just saying that's what I've, I've heard. Heard, I've heard yeah. that that's what happens. And then uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't know that he would. I think he would have found every bit of it. Just like I was going to Pornhub for research. Purposes. Yeah, that's right. But now it's banned yeah. from unless you have a VPN, fellas. Like you can use a VPN. Strong VPN is only like forty nine bucks a year. All right, we'll be right back. Close out the show with Sean York Quran on an after round and found out Friday right here on the Clay Edwards Show. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.